This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Brian, uh, it is Wednesday, uh, which means the Cowboys are preparing for the Commanders. But it is also uh, our producer Peyton Russell's favorite day of the week because it's half-price boneless wings at Boomer Jack's. Uh, Peyton, big fan of the the boneless wings. Uh, we're still trying to bring him into adulthood. Tuesday is more my day at Boomer Jacks. That's uh, half price traditional wings, bone and wings. Uh, you know, I'd like to eat them like an adult, like a man, caveman, right off the bone, right there. Uh, but regardless of what your preference is, Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, go get you some half price wings at Boomer Jacks. That is the spot. Wall to wall TVs, live music, great spot. Uh, cold drinks for the family. Uh, you know friends if you're out there with co-workers for happy hour it is the perfect spot like is it like i've told you guys before coldest beer i've ever drank in my life is at boomer jacks there are 17 dfw locations so i'm sure there's one near you if you're in the area you can find your location at boomerjacks.com brian we had a coordinator talk at the star on tuesday uh just getting some insights from the defensive and offensive coordinator uh where would you like to take it first kellen moore or dan quinn kellen moore Kellen Moore. Okay, so Kellen Moore, uh, first thing I, I thought that was interesting that he talked about, the the question was asked about why has this offense had more success in the last couple weeks, and, and what do you think has been a big part of that? And, Brian, he said that he thinks a big part of the reason why the offense has been able to succeed more against Cincinnati and against the Giants is the fact that they're they're staying ahead of, of things on second down. They're not in these big second and long situations. Uh, he said, I don't know how many times we were in second and long against Tampa Bay, but I know it was a lot. So I had to go back and look at it. Uh, times they were in second and eight plus, Brian, against Cincinnati and the Giants combined, it was uh, 19 times. Against Tampa Bay, it was 18. Yeah. So they were in second and eight plus 18 times again in that game. That's quite a bit, and it's really hard to, I think, call your game efficiently the way you want to when you find yourself in those situations means a lot of times that you're not producing on first down Um, against Cincinnati. They were averaging uh, about five yards per play on first down against the giants. They were averaging eight and a half on first down against Tampa Bay. They were averaging two and a half on first down. Yeah. Not a way to win football games in this league, Uh, but just interesting to hear him talk about that. Brian, your thoughts. Do you think, do you agree with him? That's a big part of the success they've been able to have, which, this offense is not going gangbusters or anything yet, but it's improved. And do you, do you think that's a big reason for the improvement is just having more success on first down? I think it's a big part of it. You know, staying ahead, the change is always the cliche uh, phrase that we use when we're doing pre and post game shows. You know, they pregame, you're always like, they got to stay ahead of the chains. And then post game, you go, man, they did a great job of winning on first down. You know, you always say that. 
The thing I think, though, the biggest reason why I feel like that this team is having success on offense the last couple of weeks, I think they're getting improvement from or improved play from young guys that that didn't have a lot of experience when they played against Tampa. You know, you look at what Tyler Smith, there were so many questions about Tyler Smith coming in to the Tampa game. How would he play? You know, Farniak now having to play. I mean, there's guys, Noah Brown, there's guys out there that are that you just really didn't know how they were going to respond, how they were going to react, how they were going to perform. And now they're starting to you're starting to see some of the results of that. Uh, these tight ends, Ferguson, Hendershot, you're seeing them improve along the way. Terrence Steele has gotten better. I, there's nobody been more critical on Terrence Steele than me. Terrence Steele has played very well the last couple of weeks. You know that that's what you have to have. It, it yeah, to stay ahead of the change is one thing. You look what they're talking about. They've been a little bit with the the rotation with the running backs. You know, on first down, you hand the ball to Tony Pollard, and it's a six yard gain. You hand the ball to Zeke, it's a five yard gain. You hand, you know, there's things that are happening. Uh, you know, you look at what with putting Jason Peters in for the plays that he was in. First play he's in, boom. You know, big run. You know, third and twelve. You know, Kellen Moore, great play call. Think you're going to throw the ball? No, you're going to run a toss sweep. And the Giants are left on their heels for a 27-yard run. Now, there's a lot of things that, you know, winning on first down is great. It, it, it's huge. But I think overall, they've got a quarterback that's been very steady, uh, very calm in the way he plays. He's been very clutch in the way he's played. But those players that you had questions about going into the Tampa game are starting to pay some dividends for you as with growth the last several weeks. Tony Pollard, the last two weeks, averaging seven yards per attempt on first down. There you go. Yeah, so, yeah. Going really well there. Ezekiel Elliott, uh, something I looked up this morning, he has, out of all the running backs in the NFL who have at least three attempts on third down this year, Ezekiel Elliott's the only one with a 100% conversion rate. There Ezekiel you go. Elliott has converted every single third down attempt he's had. I think that's what Cowboys fans have wanted to see for a long time. Early downs, let's get the ball to, to Tony Pollard, let him pick up some chunk yardage, get you in some more favorable spots. When you need to convert those third and two, third and three, then you look to Ezekiel Elliott. And it seems like that's what the Cowboys are really leaning on right now. No, they're doing a great job. And the it's not balanced, but it's what it is is they're figuring out a way to use both of the backs. And maybe it's like, like I said, you know, Third and 12, I don't think I'm running a toss sweep with Ezekiel Elliott, but they did. You know, oh, I don't think I'm going to kill a game in the last four minutes with Tony Pollard, but they did. You know, that's, that's to me, that is creative play calling. That's knowing your personnel. You know, that's the thing. Maybe Mike McCarthy has had some influence in this. Hey, think about running the ball here. Hey, this timeout. No, don't call that play. Call this play. You know, maybe this is they've kind of figured some things out. And I, I think, you know, when we when you get Dak Prescott back, I think that's the carryover. I think the carry – I hope that Dak Prescott benefits from a better Tyler Smith at left tackle than he, than he had at week one. I hope he gets a better uh, Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott than he had in Tampa in week one. I hope that Noah Brown plays just as well as he did, you know, in these other games that he did. You know, and we'll see what he, the improvement from Tampa – you know, that's that's what you hope for. That's where the offense – I think the play callers had a good little run. I think some of the players that they thought had question marks are actually showing, again, that dividends 
And maybe Dak Prescott will benefit from that when he gets back in the lineup. Before we jump to what Dan Quinn had to say, Kellen Moore, big praise for Jason Peters, not just what he did on the field, yeah. but also what he's shown as a leader, um, somebody that's been a, a big help to Tyler Smith and his development, acting as sort of a third offensive line coach along with Joe Philbin and Jeff Blasco. Uh, but your thoughts in general on the 14 snaps that Jason Peters played at left guard? I always saw one snap, Bobby, where I felt like that he was in the wrong, and it ended up being a long run. It ended up being the third and 12 run. That, you know, it, it, When I watched him, it was – it was like there was a little bit of hesitation. Everybody took a hard step to the left to to make it all go, and then he he was kind of like, "I'm not sure the play call," so he kind of caught his guy, and then they were able to get the ball out on the edge. But when you talk about pass protection, the you know I was worried a little bit about the lateral slide going inside, uh, but man, it wasn't you know it, it, he looked better at guard than I ever thought he would, and. You know, I, the, the discussions that he's had, I know that Nick Eatman had a, a talk with him uh, after the game. And, and Nick, when I was on with Nick with Cowboys break uh, yesterday, uh, he was saying that Jason was saying, hey, this is my preseason game. This this was my preseason game. The snaps he got, that's my preseason game. So I have a feeling that we're going to see more of Jason Peters in these games. He told Nick he could have played the whole game. But he says, I'm glad I just played the snaps I played because, again, it's about ramping this thing up. And they're going to need him. Uh, if, if he can, if he could be just a stable factor in this blocking scheme and it can help Tyler Smith. I asked you this question yesterday on G-Bag Nation when you came on with our segment with us. The, I asked you, I said, is, is it having, having Jason Peters next to Tyler Smith is it's that how beneficial is that? And I, I believe that with my heart that having that influence that Tyler Smith knows to his right, he has somebody that has his back, has experience. And if he messes up, he's there to kind of clean up the mess for him. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Regardless of injuries and health and, and whatever else, if this is a fully healthy unit, meaning Tyron Smith and Connor McGovern are healthy, do you think the left side of that line is still Tyler Smith and Jason Peters at the end of the year? Man, I tell you what, I uh, if that's the case, then I'm thinking about moving. Uh, I'm moving uh, Connor McGovern maybe to center or, or taking some reps at center for him because you know, yeah, they 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 did a great job. My my best five are not their best five, and or where they play their best five is not my best five. But they've done a they've done a great job. I, I cannot fault them for that. Uh, to answer your question. I have, I had somebody tell me the other day 
that Tyron Smith is really coming along well, that his that is his rehab and all that's coming. I don't know, man. I don't know. I I say that up to project. I, it's tough to project, but I think Tyron Smith is after the season is done. I think they found their left tackle. Yep. I think they just ride this thing. You know, it's much like we talk about when you ride the Cooper Rush thing. Well, probably not a quarterback, but at left tackle, I think I would ride this thing until you know until because when is when is when is Tyron Smith going to come back? Is it December? December at the earliest. And, you know, and if you're rolling well with Tyler Smith there, and he's playing next to Peters, and Peters is healthy and all that, man, that offensive line is hard to. It's hard to. When they're playing well together, it's hard to, to put got pull guys out, put guys in there. You don't want to mess up that continuity at all. But I I would say that they're going to keep they would keep the the line the way it is until until proven wrong. I, I we'll talk about Dan Quinn really quickly here to to finish things up. I thought he had an interesting discussion yesterday about they gave up a lot of yards to Daniel Jones on the ground. Yeah, he mentioned that that was something that he had some concern about. He knew that Daniel Jones is a good athlete that they like. Uh, you know, getting him some opportunities to run the ball, but also he was able to break the pocket and, and run. That was something they struggled with, with Joe Burrow. And he said, it gives them another opportunity to, he said, it's part of the fun part of coaching for him actually, is that it gives him something else to, to work on and something else, a new challenge to go after. He said the previous week, Joe Burrow breaking those runs, they had the two late hit penalties. Yeah. So he said one of the things they went through last week, they studied tape of how are other teams across the league taking down quarterbacks in the open field? What's getting flagged? What isn't getting flagged? How are teams, you know, what are, what are the, you're closing. So you try to pull up on a quarterback slide, what contact is getting flagged and what isn't. And so he said they really worked on that and he was proud that they, they responded well to that and got a good idea of what the standard is for, for bringing down a quarterback in the open field. Is that, you know, we, we talk about, you know, the, the other, and, and we can couple this up a little bit. He talked about one of the advantages he thinks he has this year is, it's not experimentation anymore. He knows right. what guys do well. That last year when they had success, a lot of times it was just trial and error. And now he feels like he's got a good grasp on what do my guys do well. So between that and also studying little things like what kind of hits get you flagged. Let's study this in the in the tape room this week. Um, when fans have asked for a Sean McVay or a Kyle Shanahan, and man, why can't we have that guy here? Um, that's the offensive side of the ball, clearly. But on the defensive side of the ball, it feels like they have that guy in Dan Quinn. They do, they do. And you know what? And speaking of running quarterback, in you know, in a few weeks, they're going to have to deal with Jalen Hurts yep. with Phil with Philadelphia. So if the the quicker you can clean that up, the the better off I think you'll be uh, yep. in the long run. Uh, but yeah, I, I I have complete confidence in Dan Quinn. I really do appreciate guys like Tom Dimitrov, who was the my buddy Tommy D, who was a general manager in Atlanta. And he says, listen, you're going to love the coaches that, that you know, that, you know, the Aiden Durdies and Joe Witts and Dan Quinn. He goes, you're going to love those guys. He goes, we are a half away of a Super Bowl from all still being here working in Atlanta. You know, if they if they win that Super Bowl, Dan Quinn probably doesn't lose his job. Yeah. But but he but but Tommy D told me Thomas Dimitrov told me he goes, you are going to love the way these guys teach. You're going to love the way they prepare and you're going to love the way that, that they, they go about their jobs. And he has not been wrong one bit about Dan Quinn and what he and him and his staff uh, bring uh, to this defense. One of the, the things I like that Dan Quinn said on Tuesday, talking about 
you know, DeMarcus Lawrence's mindset. He, he said, you know, look, I know D-Law can be kind of the forgotten man. He's like, I assure you, he's not forgotten here in this room. He's not forgotten in the opposing coaching staff rooms across the league. Uh, but one of the lines I like that he had last, yesterday was he said, toughness is a talent, too, that we talk about certain talents that guys have. And he's like, toughness is one. And, and, and we probably don't talk enough about that as being a, a trait or a talent that somebody has. But uh, D-Law has that in spades. And, and he's a guy who's got edge, competitiveness, toughness. And it sounds like to me, we'll be completely honest here, DeMarcus Lawrence, I, I think, didn't succeed as a leader when they asked him to step up as a leader a few years ago. Um, and, and I think if you got him in an honest moment, he'd probably tell you the same, that, look, I, I didn't you know, lead the way I should have. And I think he learned from it, and it sounds like from Dan Quinn, he's bounced back and is a real leader that helps teach guys, hey, these are, this is how we work, this is good work, this is bad work, this is what we do here. And I think that that's encouraging, especially after you see a three-stat game from Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, it was a it was a big game for him, and and man, he broke down Evan Neal, and Evan Neal is a good young tackle and deserved to be picked where he was picked by the Giants, and in the future, he will be uh, he'll be something you have to deal with over there. Uh, but yeah, it, you know that's the thing. I I think that the fact that Tank, you know, now with Micah here, and, and Micah is like the focal point of this defense, Michael. Micah is the the guy that everybody talks about. And that used to be Tank. And I think that Tank, I think he's okay with that. I think he's okay with playing in the shadows and 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 working uh how he is. I mean, I say play in the shadows, but you talk about the leadership stuff. I think he's always kind of been a leader, but I think that there was a lot put on him, but there was a lot put on him because of his contract too. And so you know, now that Mike is here, you know, there's so much focus on him that that Tank can go about his job and 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 do it without having that spotlight completely on him. You know, him. I, I, I'll say this. I, and the reason why I thought Dorrance Armstrong was going to have a really good year is because of the defensive line coach you know, it, with, with their D and then with also Dan teaching over there. These guys have gotten better up front. Now, I'll say this. I, I don't, you know, need to get Neville Gallimore going a little bit better. I mean, there's some things that, you know, there's a couple that need to get done a little bit better. Sam Williams, I mean, he had the penalty. But, man, Sam Williams bust his ass to get the balls, you know, to try to do things. You know, th- that's because of these coaches. And that's because of, you know, the guys inside. I think Tank, getting back to him, I think he's embraced the coaching here late in his career. And it's realized that it's helped him. It's helped him uh, achieve some of the things that we saw the other day. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.